0: Welcome to another edition of Conversations with Creative Women. I'm Sandy Klein. Writing an introduction for Maria Loy is no easy feat. In fact, I would imagine it's like climbing Mount Olympus. Why? Well, Maria is a celebrity chef, a Greek food ambassador, a restaurateur, a businesswoman, a cookbook author, a designer, a social activist, philanthropist. At the risk of making your head spin, here we go. Maria, who hails from the port city of Nafpaktos, moved to the States in 2011 after being named the official ambassador of Greek gastronomy by the Chef's Club of Greece. That same year, she opened the restaurant Loy on Manhattan's Upper West Side. It closed in 2014, but was followed a year later by Loy Estiatorio, located in busy Midtown. Also in 2014, Fortune Magazine and the James Beard Foundation named Maria one of America's top female chefs. She was subsequently invited to Fortune's Most Powerful Women's Summit. A year later, she received the prestigious Women's Award from the Women Together Foundation at the UN. Speaking of foundations, Maria started her own. Elpida, which is Greek for hope, supports children with cancer. Maria is also the author of 34 cookbooks, including The Greek Diet, which explores healthy, delicious dining the Mediterranean way. Maria has been featured in a slew of magazines and made numerous television appearances, and her series, Cooking at Loy, airs on PBS stations nationwide. Loy pasta and Loy dips can be found at Whole Foods. Oh, what did I mention that in 2012, she was invited by the White House to cook for President Obama Vice President Biden and 250 guests at the annual celebration of Greek Independence Day? Well, she was. Enough from me. Let's hear from this culinary heavyweight. Maria, welcome and thanks so much for joining me remotely today. Yasu, yasas. That means hello in Greek, you know. I can't. I'm Greek. I have to speak Greek. Yeah, that's a pro- not a problem. I expected to leave this conversation knowing a b- whole bunch of Greek words. <laughs> I want to travel back in time, Maria, and I want to go to Greece. And I want you to tell me how your relationship with food began.
1: Well, uh, that's uh, really going back very, 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 very far away. When I was a kid, I, I was a farm girl. I grew up in a farm. It's not the farm like we have here in the States. You know, don't we make mistake. It's a small farm. But we had everything. And we used to grow tobacco. We used to grow tomatoes, corn, uh, anything you can think that you need to eat. And uh, everything was organic, of course, except tobacco. (laughs) The things that that we should eat today, (laughs) except tobacco, of course, you know, that's what we had. And that's how I have learned um, how the ingredients actually, they play a big role in your life. So, and I started uh, making my first meatballs for my father. And uh, then I was the chef in the house. That's all. And um, So did you learn from your mom? No, no used to make the best yogurt that, uh, actually, I have the recipe, uh, which comes from over 200 years in my family, and Uh that's what I make here in New York as well. Uh, But uh, no, my mom, she didn't have time to cook for the big family that we were. We were like five kids, Uh plus two, plus two, grandfathers, uh, cousins, all of them. You know, we were a big, happy house. A big extended family. Oh yeah, of course. My grandma sometimes she used to cook, but um, I was all the time, you know, looking here, there, my cousin, how they did that, what, and I was always creative, always mm. creative. So, for example, the bread that it was uh, uh, one of the staple, you know, in, in my village. Mm. Uh, the the villagers they used to to have this bread in order to use to up use the cheese that they were making. But uh, me, I changed the recipe, Uh but I did it. So, and I added eggs, I added yogurt, and Mm. it became fluffy. So it was the best bread in the village. Oh, that's crazy. So you just just started experimenting on your own. Exactly. Everything, everything. How old were you? I was uh, eight and a half that year. Oh, come on. Wait a second. Hold
0: on, hold on. (laughs) You're creating recipes, and you're eight and a half years old. You yep. know what I'm doing when I'm eight and a half years old? I'm trying to learn how to tie shoelaces, for God's sake. Well,
1: <laughs> uh, I was very lucky to be there in that family. Uh, and I have to tell you something else that I'm very proud. Uh, five years old, I was reading the newspaper in the Café uh, which is it's uh, it's a coffee shop in the village, for the elderly that they, they couldn't see, you know, to, to read the newspaper. And actually, oh, it was only one newspaper there. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I was reading for them. And that's because my mother taught us how to read, you know, when we were like three and a half years old, four oh, years that's old. Wild. So, that's wild.
0: That's yes. wild. Great oh
1: parents. Great parents.
0: So here you are, this youngster who's making up bread recipes and other recipes and basically cooking for her extended family. So it was obviously a no-brainer for you. It was, it was not
1: only, quote, work, it was a labor of love. Exactly. Cooking for me, it was work, nothing. It's my hobby, and that's what I said. I'm so lucky to, have, to, to make my hobby as my
0: business. Yes, what you love. How did this really morph into the fact that this became, it was your life, but your career? Take us on that journey.
1: (laughs) So my career, it was not always like this. Uh, When I left, uh, I came here actually to the States as I was uh, 18, 19 years old to go to school. But um, I didn't like the way it was. But anyway, I met very nice people. And they have introduced me to other nice people. So when I went back home, uh I, I had the that they said the talent to connect people. And uh they said, Oh Maria, you know, you should you should be a very good uh PR person. I said, okay, I no. don't like this. I don't like oh. that PR thing. I don't know. I I don't know, something I want to do more. And they said, Yeah, but uh, you can do lobbying for uh, big companies. And those years, you know, there was no such a thing in Greece or in Southern Europe. Uh Uh-huh. So, um, and uh, these people, they helped me. And uh, I had clients like ITT, Sheraton, those years, Texaco, Mm -hmm. big telecommunication companies. I changed, I could say, the, from the analog system, I influenced, you know, the Greek government to change to the GSM system, you know, for the telephony. Thank God. Um, and I, I used to make a lot
0: of money. Were you doing this in Athens? Had you moved to Athens at that point? Yes, yes, I was in Athens. I stayed here only three months. I didn't like to stay here. So when you, when you came to the States for that short amount of time, was that to go to college?
1: yes. But uh, then I said no. Uh, I was like, about kind of anarchist. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <No. laughs> but uh, anarchist for me, it was like democracy. That's what it was. You were going to march to your own drummer. Until now, that's how I am. Uh-huh. Except uh-huh. if I have somebody to give me good advice, I will listen. Of course. All the time, you know? Because uh, my dear friend and, and that I used to work with, uh, Senator Gary Hart, those years, you know, mm-hmm. he was part of the National, you know, the, the senator that he ran as a pres- for a president. Right, right. You know? Amazing. Great, great personality. And uh, so he says, the art of listening, Maria. I will never forget that. Yeah. Always now I listen to people that they have to tell me something that I don't know or they know better.
0: That's a really good point. So you're working as a business person. Was there something missing in your heart and in your soul?
1: It was. Even though that we started, you know, like the Elpida Foundation that you said with, uh, it was like, as I said, 40 blood <laughs> ladies. We put some money all together. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are so proud now. And for the president, you know, Mariana vardino Yanis, she's she's an amazing person. She, she, has created this foundation uh, bigger than we thought ever. And uh, there's also a hospital now in Greece for children because of that LP foundation. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. from cancer. it was missing something. You know, I didn't have the love that I, I could give out there. I don't know. You know, through food, I could give my love. I could right. create and I can give it out. So, right. Through business like that actually cruel business I couldn't do it, so one day I said that's it. Read the poem of Kavafis, if you can let like, to your life not not make it miserable, actually, so yeah. I closed the book the book because that that's a good thing that's another thing that I was because my friend Thodoris Gonis, who actually for me he is the only Greek philosopher today you know who is uh <laughs> Alive, and uh, he taught me how to read books. So I always had two, three books next to me, mm-hmm. even on my desk while I was working or uh, going to bed. I had to read, and that you know it was taking away all the stress that I had. Uh-huh. So th- that was uh, something that in my life I never stopped, and I will uh, give that advice to everyone to read books. It's not only, you know, the, you can read through iPad. Please, smell this paper, the paper, <laughs> the book. Right, right. So good, you know. Go to the change. library, damn it. It's, yes. yes. Uh-huh. But also, this, this life, it was not good for me, also on my diet.
0: Ah, uh-huh. You I were not felt- eating healthy? You were not eating no.
1: Mediterranean? No, no. I felt into bad diets. You know, traveling, because I had to travel a lot. I was dealing with uh, people, you know, that they use the uh, Western diet all, all the time. So then I gained a lot of weight as well.
0: How old were you?
1: I would say These were like over 20 years I, I've done this. It, it was my my life, you know, when I was like in the 30s to 50s, you know, I was that bad attitude that I had. Gotcha. Yeah. But then... I went back to my village. My mother was alive. So and I stayed with my mother and uh we were had big discussions between us. That maybe was the best time in my life, you know.
0: Mm -hmm. And we
1: were sitting by the table by the seaside because I got home near the beach actually. Uh it's walking. Distance, when I say walking distance, it's, it's like... Uh, in your backyard? Uh, it's, yeah, it's like, exactly. It's like the front. the front yeah. the back, <laughs> We had olive trees, you know, and we were growing uh, all these tomatoes. Uh, again, I went how I was in my village before, you know. Right, right. I wish I could have those photos, you know, to send it to you. So, and that's how I, I wrote the first book for the, the Olympic, the Athens 2004 Olympic Games. Because um, I, I've read so mon- so much of the ancient scripts, everything, text, um, whatever it was in front of me, I was reading it. Mm-hmm. So, and that helped me a lot to learn about ingredients, like through Hippocrates uh, and many others. Right? But we didn't have uh, recipes, you know, from the ancient Greeks. So I had to go everywhere, you know, like Sure. Sure. Learn, you know. And uh, yeah, I liked it so much. And it's in me. I don't believe that I can do something else now except create good products for the people, you know, that they can buy. And it doesn't have to be organic as well if they cannot, at least non-GMO. Right, right. So
0: So. when you're having this conversation with your mom, and then Mm -hmm. did it dawn on you at some point that you would like not only to create in the kitchen, but maybe run your own kitchen as in a restaurant?
1: I have made many and very good friends. Uh, they used to come where I was over there in Naftpaktos by the seaside. And they said that, Maria, you know, we cannot come over here all the time. We felt bad. Oh, that we're we're visiting you and eating your food. (laughs) They were were eating, and there were sometimes we were like 40, 50 people. Oh, my God. You know, like this. So they said that, why did you open a restaurant? I said, I'm not going to open a restaurant. You know, I'm going to write things, and that's what I want to do. And uh, also, I had um, whatever it was, those money that, that I still was getting in. Uh, because the, all my uh, jewelry and everything, because I was like a Christmas tree lady with diamonds. <laughs> that, <yeah>. Okay. <laughs> and um, I said, I don't need it now. Even if I write a book per year, you know, I don't need to, to go into this business. They said, no, no, we cannot do it. So next day, I went into the small city of Nafpaktos and I see a small place, a nice one by the port and I said, who, who has this? And they said, why do you need that? I said, maybe I'll make a kitchen. Huh. And that's how it started, the journey of life with food. So you just woke up one day, went into yeah. the town, and yes. said,
0: oh, this building and this location appeals to me. And that was the start of your
1: first exactly. restaurant. That's so, crazy. Yeah, it, it, uh, we opened it, and then all of my friends, they were coming there, they were paying You know? (laughs) Right, right. And it it became so famous because um, even people with uh, helicopters, you know, from uh, uh, when they were uh, arriving in Greece, they wanted to come over there. So word of mouth really spread quickly and. uh, Very quickly. Uh And also the the committee from the Olympic, the Olympic committee, came one year before the Olympics because they were going around, you know, the sea. and uh, they said, that, oh, this is a beautiful salad, you know, my arugula my salad. I said, yeah. And they said, but it's not Greek. I said, don't tell me it's not Greek. It's from the ancient years, you know. Uh-huh. Don't tell me that. So uh-huh. they said, how do you know that? I said that um, I know because I've read and that's why I have created. Right. so right. They said,
0: oh, Aristotle goodness. ate this salad, damn it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So, and then they said that, um, can you write a book with the recipes that you have? I said, maybe I can write five books <laughs> <with the> recipes <laughs> that I have. So they said that, but how, how fast you can do that? I said that, I have everything in my computer. I can send you the text, you know, in, in a week. And they said, you know, that there is a competition for 2,000 uh, something people to, to write the book for the Athens 2004 Olympic Games. I said, no, I'm not going to write that. I'm not, I don't like competition like this. Either you like it or not. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. So, and then I have sent them something and I was a winner.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah. See? And this is the big thing, you know, to write over there, the Olympics. Also, this is the real deal. So did that put you on the map? Yes. But that was also out like in a week. It was something else. Wow. Mm -hmm. So, but then my friend uh, who actually, because I built a TV station or radio station as well. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) She
0: just happens to throw that in. You built a TV station and a radio station. (laughs) Okay.
1: With my friend Marielina Marcucci who owned the Super Channel International in Mm -hmm. Europe. And after that became, uh, they they, they sold it to um, uh, MSNBC in Europe. Ah,
0: Mm -hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: I've done it because my lobbying career. You
0: know. <laughs> I got to say, I'm completely flattered that you found time to have a conversation with me because I think you give new meaning to the word multitask. I think if you look that word up in the dictionary, it would be your face that would be right next to it. That's
1: very nice of you to say that. It's not being
0: nice. I'm just telling the truth. <laughs> So your career is taking off in leaps and bounds, and is is it at that point that you're thinking, hey, maybe I sold the United States short?
1: So my friend called me and says, Maria, you know, why did you come one day to cook like a morning show? You know that we had here. Uh, so I said, okay, I'll come. So from fourteen percent, you know, like the viewership, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because of you? Yes. Okay. So then they said, no, come on, we have to have something. I said, no, I I don't want it. It's not me. So after a year and a half, my mother passed away. So I said, okay, I might do it. And I started. And I was in the morning shows. In Greece? In Greece. Okay. Very successful. Okay. I, I wrote books. I did magazines, you know, many of this. So I, I became a household name, you know, like there. And uh, then my, a friend of mine, he says, Maria, I'm going to get the restaurant in New York. But because you have good taste, you know uh, how the Americans are, you know, because I used to come to the States during, you know, my lobbying career. Uh-huh. Right, right, right. So, and uh, I, I loved it. I loved New York. You know, I had to spend five days in New York, or three days actually, not not that fun. One I spent it at the Carnegie Hall, the other at the Opera. Uh huh.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. There's so, a there's a lot. To yeah. Be said for the Big Apple for sure. Uh uh-huh. Oh yeah. And my
1: first stop it was at Barnes and Noble's, You know, the book. <laughs> what a surprise. Uh huh. So that was a trifecta. You know. Like, uh, I gotcha. So, yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, I used to go out to to the restaurants, everything. So. I knew how New York, is, uh, the, the scene in New York, you know, is, um, you, know, operates. The well, yeah. you know, how it operates. Yeah. So, um, and then I went, I came here. It was August uh, near my birthday. And then I said, what? This restaurant, it's very good. And it has a signal by the door. I said, "It says what? It was like M-L in Greek. The handle by the door, it was M-L. There, in other
0: words, Maria Loy. Is that yeah. what you are thinking? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So and then I so
1: was it. an omen. Then I said, "I'll take that." He says, "No, no, no." I said, "I'll take that. I will help you do some other things." So and that's how I started the restaurant over there on Upper West Side. It was very successful, very nice. The people on Upper West Side amazing, and, and they still come over here now. They love me. I love them. And um, the only thing that uh, we don't have here, uh, we don't have uh, the celebrations of uh, Bar Mitzvah and Bar Mitzvah because I loved it. You know, I I was like a kid, one of the kids. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) They they were
1: Mm -hmm. celebrating. Uh So then they said that, oh, we have to double your rank or to take 20% of your business, the new business, because they were listening, you know, to what I was discussing, you know, with Whole Foods, with others. So I said, huh. No, I'm closing shop. Bye. Mm -hmm. You know, in one night, I left. Wow! And I came here. Yeah, I had the courage. You know, like like I told you, like my family taught me that. My father said, "You have to have filotimo and courage, and then Mm -hmm. you will have everything in your life." You know, Maria,
0: for all these women who I've had the joy and honor and pleasure of having conversations with the tie that binds each and every one of you. And I say it so often is this incredible sense of self that whatever you were given growing up or what you just cultivated on your own, you're women to be reckoned with. And that clearly has been your mantra. So let's talk about some of the things that were going on in your life. in between that clearly, I bet, you felt that that was just an incredible thing when you were named one of America's top chefs by Fortune and the James Beard Foundation. That must have been big, big
1: stuff for you. You know what? I, I respect that. It's big. But I have to tell you how I got a satisfaction, the biggest satisfaction for me, okay. it was when uh, Mark, the homeless guy who is near here, he came, it was um, two months ago. During the pandemic, we were feeding all the homeless in the neighborhood, more than 150 people. Wow. Wow. And we we're still doing that. And um, Mark stopped at the door and he said, I have to tell you something. He never spoke actually. He never spoke to me like, you know, like normal conversation. Right. The only thing that I could say is say, oh, uh, he he loves uh, burgers. You know, and says, I want a burger, medium rare. That's all. (laughs) That's what it was, you Mm -hmm. know. And uh, my conversation with him was like, onions and ketchup. And he says, no, I want, you know, like uh, mayonnaise. I said, no, I don't have mayonnaise. I'm not going to do mayonnaise. I'm going to do. And actually, I made a very good uh, mayonnaise for him in the quotes uh, with my yogurt and ketchup. And he loved it. So Mark, he comes very close to me and he says, for two months now, you're feeding me something that I never had in my life before. So tasty food. It calms me down. I love when I eat your food. Can I please have another one by the dinner time? That was my biggest award. Yeah, wow.
0: I think there must be on so many levels for you, Maria, in terms of satisfaction. Forget success, you know, monetary success and even culinary success. But you have your fingers, no pun intended, in so many pies. And there's just so much energy. There's just so much. You could power a city. <laughs>
1: well, don't forget that I come near Delphi. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> And where I was born, one of the, you know, Thermo is a small village. It was one of the places of the Apollo Therme. So that energy came into me. (laughs) Uh, Okay.
0: Okay. What are your specialties? What do people really want culinarily from Maria Lloyd, from Chef Maria Lloyd?
1: Well, when I started my restaurant, they said that, um, oh, can you do a steak? And with some vegetables, mushrooms, actually. I said, no, I cannot. They said, do you do, can you do a burger? I said, no, it's next door. Cafe Luxembourg. It was very good. So they got a the message. We have actually educated our customer friends. Right. Uh, starting with the fish. And now we are so proud that we took them there to start eating vegetables. Uh-huh. A lot of greens, a lot of beans, mm-hmm. because that's what they should do. So everyone now comes, never ask about meat. We have lamb on our menu because, you know, we're Greek. Well, Greeks. you're Greek. Come on. Exactly. Yeah, yes, we have. <laughs> so, and that's actually, we have it just because we're Greeks. <laughs> but uh, mostly, you know, in, in our menu, it's uh, plant forward. hmm So, we have artichokes, we have fresh peas, we have green beans, we have a lot of beans, and we have soups. Um, of course, because I have um, some Jewish roots in me, I have my great-grandmother's uh, soup, the chicken soup. The oh, with tart- matzo balls? Yeah. Oh, you know, I make the best matzo balls, okay? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they asked me, how's your chicken soup? I said, well, it's like me. I'm Greek, Italian, Jew. So... <laughs> You know, my last name is Loy, but it was Levy before, you know, uh, mm-hmm. those years. So I grew up like a Greek, you know, like I had these roots behind me, and uh, I said that I make the chicken soup like my great-grandmother, the Jewish one. Then yeah. I add the egg lemon sauce, like the Greek one, and uh-huh. we it like the Italians with style. So it's me. <laughs> it's you. It's all yeah. you. So you are the one who's in the kitchen all the time, correct? Oh, <laughs> if I don't go into the kitchen... Me and my chef Dara, you know, we're getting sick. So I love the kitchen, I love everything. And uh, I have to tell you that something that we're very proud we have the same people in the kitchen since eight and a half years ago almost nine now that since I came from Greece.
0: Wow, this
1: is huge in New York and in the restaurant world. Mm-hmm. Same people. Well, that speaks
0: volumes for. You, what do they say? The fish always stinks from Hola. the top. So you're there. You must be working 24-7 in spite of a pandemic. I don't
1: work. I love when I'm there. So what you said now, I said that to the President Obama, what I said about the fish. I not remember that now because when I was in the White House, you said that, uh, Maria, how did you like, <laughs> you know, in the White House? So uh, which room? I said the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Vice President Biden! Then he says, "What do you think she's going to say, you know, like the green room or anything?" Yeah, right, right, right. The Oval Office. <laughs> he, right. you, he said, "You know, why you like the kitchen?" I said, "Actually, you have to to get some new things in your kitchen because <laughs> my kitchen is better than yours." So <laughs> really, I said, and then he says, "Like what?" You know, I said, "Yeah, but why do you like it?" I said, "Because of the people that you have there." And I said, like we say in Greece, the fish smells from the head. And he loved it. He loved it so much how I spoke to him about his people.
0: Very nice people. How did you get that invitation to go to the White House?
1: (laughs) (laughs) There were two ways.
0: (laughs) I'm ready. I'm (laughs) ready. (laughs) Uh,
1: In the other restaurant that uh, that there was before, it was one of... uh, uh, President Obama's advisors. I think maybe he was the number one advisor. I don't want to use the names. So, and uh, I went over to him uh, because they told me and I didn't know him. He says, uh, and I said, can you please ask the president to come here because we have the the very good food? (laughs) Yeah. I'm not, I'm not. uh, (laughs) You're not shy. No, you're not shy. That's pretty obvious. Yeah. So he said, I don't know if I can do that, but I promise that I will go and I will tell him that you have the best Greek food in America. I said, great. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take that. Yes. Then uh, I said, I am going to the White House one day. Uh, And so they said that, actually, I used to go to the White House when I was a lobbyist before, you know, with my business, but not that White House, different one. So, and uh, then... Somebody calls me and says, um, uh, chef, you know, they are calling you from the White House. And I said, come on, stop that. Right, right. Oh, not joke now. It's okay. Right, right. They right. get the number. So they get the number. It was the White House. <laughs> 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 also, uh, from the Greek community, they have, and they said that, who's going to cook in the White House? The best chef that we have. Okay. So everybody
0: named you. It was a no-brainer to have Chef yeah. Lloyd. so
1: mm. it was so funny, you know. Like, but it, it, we had great time, great time,
0: yeah. What have been some of the other highlights in your life? When you look back at this career of yours, are you stunned by what
1: you've done? Are there things that you want to do? Oh, there are many things that I have to do. First of all, I'm um, doing Accept the Greek Diet book that we wrote, and it's uh, almost sold out. We're writing now new books with uh, Professor Callis from uh, Harvard University School of Public Health because I want to convey the message to people how to eat healthy. Do you think
0: you can really impact the average American's diet? Of
1: course. We have started already with Professor Callis. You know, we're doing a program for the firefighters. And I have to tell you, we went down in Indi- Indianapolis, in Indiana. Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw that that we can do that because instead of fried chicken, we cook chicken almost like fried chicken in the oven. Mm-hmm. And we show them how they can do the desserts with not that awful sugar that it's almost poison for you. So And uh, also the French fries that they wanted, we made potatoes in the oven like the fries, that they couldn't believe that they were not fried.
0: Right. They couldn't tell
1: the difference, huh? So it's a method that mm. you can change.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: of course, the ingredients. I want to teach children these methods. How to and eat healthy, I, how to yes, eat
0: deliciously but, and healthily. Yes,
1: exactly. And how easy it is and how less expensive it is.
0: Right, right.
1: Because well, they say, oh, no, no, we cannot buy that. No. You can buy organics. And you know what? You, know, you don't need five tomatoes. You need one because you will be satisfied. So if you change the way of eating to the children, we will change the whole society. Yeah, start at a young age and expose them
0: at a very young age. Of course, it's very impactful.
1: Exactly. You know, so if we, can you imagine less people in the hospitals?
0: Right, right. That's true.
1: Economy. I mean, what
0: what do you do when people say, but I love
1: fast food? Oh, I show them how to make a very good expedient food and <laughs> better. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about what's on your dessert menu. Our baklava, number one, of course. But we don't do butter. We don't fry that like they do in, on the East, like Turkey, Syria, and all that. And I don't want anybody to say that baklava is not Greek, okay? Period. <laughs> okay. Baklava is Greek. The Got name it. is Arabic. Okay. Because from the ancient Greek years, you know, we had the ancient gastric. That's who it was those years with the phyllo and a lot of nuts. And uh, we use uh, honey and uh, we mixed everything. And that was the best baklava ever. So we have, of course, baklava. We have our uh, rice pudding. Mm -hmm. because um, we love rice pudding. We don't use actually rice in uh, our uh, dishes, except in the spinach and rice, and that very little. And um, so we have our Ekmekataifi. We have the Greek cheesecake, which of course it's Greek, because cheesecake was Greek through the Olympic times.
0: How has the pandemic impacted your business? It didn't. No, you're it, not having indoor dining. No, but we have outdoor dining. We just made an oasis. Your business has not been
1: horribly impacted by the pandemic. Actually, what I could say, if, if you see impacted, it's what we gave away. But for me, it's not impacted. That's what I want to do because we did for the homeless. We we did serve uh, over uh, six, seven thousand meals. Doctors and nurses. Every day we were taking that, and we had also our customers uh, to to take out on delivery. Wow! But think of my other businesses, you know, with the loy pasta, loy mealy, all the honey, the olive oil, all of that. We were selling, so right, right. We had to, to give back, and that's what we did, right. And now we have waiting list.
0: Isn't that wild? Yeah, you mean for reservations? You mean,
1: yes, yeah. You know, there's other people who
0: said, oh, you have business? I said, yes. So a lot of what happens for you is word of mouth, I would assume also, that people come, let's say, for a first time, and then they just rave, and they tell this one who tells that one who tells that one, and that, and so on, and so on, and so on. I think that's the best. Yeah. Yeah. That, there can't be any better endorsement than that. How many people do you employ?
1: Here we have, and now it's not the same, that we were all together, okay? Uh, it's about 15 people all together in the restaurant.
0: In the restaurant. Uh-huh. How many hours a day do you spend there, for heaven's sake? From the
1: morning until we close. But it's also like my office. Right. You know? Right. I have for my other businesses. I have for uh, to see, you know, with Lukumi Foundation, what how we can help people. Right. Other foundations as well. And uh, I'm planning to do now something very nice.
0: Okay. I'm
1: going whatever money will make. And uh, my friends as well, you know, I need to open uh, a building with studios, studio apartments, and uh, we will have their uh, young adults that they want to go after, after this pandemic thing now, uh, to universities like NYU, Columbia, anywhere. And they, they can stay there for two, year, for two years. And the only obligation that they will have is to go to the hospital to help other people whenever they have time, of course, and they don't. So have a to
0: job. volunteer, you want yeah, them to volunteer,
1: to, you know. Mm-hmm. And that I'm, I'm going to live in there. That that's my future home. You know, I will cook for them. I will have a of chefs that they will cook very good. I will uh, ask all my people around to give me the ingredients, the good ingredients, so they will have healthy food, mm-hmm. very healthy mm-hmm. food. And I will ask also my friends to give me books that we have only a kitchen and a library. That's all.
0: That's amazing. I want you to look back over your life, and I want you to tell me what this is all meant for you. It has to give you pause, Maria.
1: I don't feel it, actually, because it, it's in me. I can't. I can't feel what you say that I'm doing.
0: It's just like breathing to you, in other words.
1: Yeah. You know, thinking of that now, I said, I don't know. And I, I ha- maybe I have done this. And thank you for telling me. That gives me strength to go ahead and to recreate and do things like that again. The same. But what I like in my life that I did, that I have an influenced my people near me to follow what I was doing. And now we have like multiplied. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. the good thing is that they didn't become like Maria Lloyd. Yeah, right, 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 right. They're their own person. You know, like their own person. My people that we work with, they have their own character. But I believe that I show them the ethics. Right. And to respect people. First of all, to respect themselves. Mm. And and believe in themselves. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's no question. They believe so much. <laughs> right. I don't have to cook. They cook better <laughs> <perfectly>. me. <laughs> I, I think it's just, it's it's really
0: very emotional to me in terms of what a role model you are and it and also just what a natural act your life has been. I think I'm making you a goddess. I did reference Mount Olympus, for heaven's sake. I mean... <laughs> It's goddess Maria Loy.
1: Oh, my God. Thank you. You're, you're telling me so many nice things. I remember also Senator Brandley. you know, I gave an interview and uh, he said uh, that Maria Loy, I have to tell you, you're the most sincere person that I've ever interviewed. I said, what? Mm. Yeah. And now you're telling me that as well. So that, that's a big compliment for me. So I will keep that. I really can't
0: thank you enough for sharing your life and your passions with us. It's just been fascinating and you're so easy to talk to. And that's why I love what I do. And I get to meet these crazy, classy, fabulous broads just like you. Thank you. Thank you. Join us for another edition of Conversations with Creative Women. I'm Sandy Klein.